So we thank God for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us. Hallelujah. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 1. Yeah, I mean, we'll read it out of the Amplified Classic. We're going to read verses 5 through 9. 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 9 in the Amplified Classic. And when somebody has that, they can read it. I have it. I can read it. Okay. And this is the message, the message of promise, which we have heard from him and now are reporting to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. No, not in any way. So if we say we are partakers together and enjoy fellowship with him when we live and move and are walking about in darkness, we are both speaking falsely and do not live and practice the truth which the gospel presents. But if we really are living and walking in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses removes us from all sin and guilt, keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude and lead ourselves astray, and the truth which the gospel presents is not in us, does not dwell in our hearts. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness, everything not in conformity to his will in purpose, thought, and action. Amen. So we thank God for the cleansing power and the keeping power and the protecting power of the blood of Jesus. So let's look at what the scripture says. First of all, God, I'm in the middle of verse five, God is light and in him there is no darkness. Father, in your light do we see light, right? There's no darkness in any way. And that word darkness, um, we equate it with the kingdom of darkness, with the prince of darkness, with the devil. But really what darkness is, it's a not knowing. It's an obscurity. Whereas light, we see, we have revelation, we get the revealed word of God. Darkness is not knowing what God says. Not knowing, shalom, the good versus evil. Not knowing the the dividing line between giving place to the devil and not giving place to the devil. That's darkness. But in God, there is light. So if we say that we're partakers and enjoy fellowship with God, 
when we live and move and are walking about in darkness, in not knowing, well, we're speaking falsely and do not live and practice the truth. So what does that mean? We must, if we say we're partakers together and enjoy fellowship with him, we must be partakers of his word. We must be partakers of his spirit. We must enjoy fellowship with him so he can talk to us and teach us and show us. We must do what Keith Moore is talking about and seek him. He's a rewarder of them that seek him. The other thing that Keith Moore brought out is that there's no plan with this thing. God says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. There's no, okay, there's no lukewarm to it. There's an intentionality. There's uh, making an effort. What do we say? Making an effort to find him, making an effort to locate, making an effort to um, discover must be wholehearted. So if we're not doing that, but we say, okay, I'm partaking of him. Well, are you really? Because if you were, now that doesn't mean that we have to know everything all the time. No, there are things that we don't know. That's why we come to him and receive his light. If we're in the act of doing that, then yes, we're walking in light with him. And then the next verse says, uh, we have unbroken fellowship with him. Verse seven. But if we really are, if we really are living and walking in the light as he himself is in the light. So if we really are walking in his revelation, if we really are walking in his truth, if we really are, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another. And for this context, I'll say with him. Usually I'll say, you know, I refer, this is my number one relationship scripture. If I'm walking in the light with God and you're walking in the light with God, that I have unbroken fellowship with God and you have unbroken fellowship with God, then we have unbroken fellowship with each other. But here we're talking about God. So I'll just do that one for now. If we're walking in the light as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with him. And the blood of Jesus, his, Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses, removes us from all sin and guilt. I love this. What is sin? We think of sin as a bad act, a bad thing that we did. But sin is missing the mark. Anytime we don't achieve what God has for us, we miss the mark. But that's okay. Jesus' and the blood cleanses us and removes us from our missing the mark. Why? Because we're allowing ourselves to be in the light, in the know, as God is in the know. And when God reveals to us what he knows, then we do what he knows and we get his results and we hit the mark every time. Hallelujah. Sabato. That's a word God gave me. I'll have to explain that one day. Okay, so the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses, removes us from all our missing the mark. And not only that, he removes us from all of our guilt about missing the mark. Oh, that's a thorough cleanup right there. And not only does he cleanse us from it, but he keeps us cleansed from missing the mark in all of its forms and manifestations. The blood of Jesus does this. The blood of Jesus cleanses us and keeps us cleansed and removes us from those things that keep staining us. Hallelujah. Now, here's the thing. So here's our part, what we have to do. If we say we have no sin, if we refuse to admit that we missed the mark, then we delude and lead ourselves astray. 
We're giving into our passion, our appetite, our desire not to be wrong, our desire to have it all together. Our, we're giving into all of that. We delude and leave ourselves, lead ourselves astray. And the truth, which the gospel presents, is not in us and does not dwell in our hearts. So definitely, if we're denying it, we are not walking in the light as God is in the light. But, verse 9, if we freely admit that we, Lord, I missed the mark. Oh, I missed that big time. Hmm. And we confess it. We say what he says. That's what confess means. Lord, <laughs> you say that's wrong. I say that's wrong. I'm not going to justify it. I'm not going to make excuses for it. I'm not going to blame anybody else for it. I missed it. I missed it. If we freely admit that we have sinned and we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his character, true to who he is. Hallelujah. He is faithful and just. He will forgive our missing the mark. He will dismiss all of that. He won't hold it against you. No, you did this. You knew what you were doing. He dismisses the lawlessness and continually cleanses us from all unrighteousness, from everything that does not align with his will, from everything that does not align with his way of doing, being, and having right, from everything that does not align with his will in purpose, thought, and action. This is what the blood of Jesus does, if we'll let it. And the way we let it is that we walk in the light, as God is in the light, and we receive God's knowledge over our own knowledge. And this evil that we're talking about in the world, we are separated from it. We are removed from it. And we are kept from it. And we are, well, kept, kept meaning God keeps us. And we are cleansed of it. Amen? Amen. And so what I want us to do is we prepare to take this communion, to receive this communion. And especially, you know, we're getting ready to go into Holy Week. And I know that different people have different things they do to observe this, this season, to observe this season, especially Resurrection Day. You know, and there's lots of commemorating the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there would be no remission of sins. Jesus, thank you for shedding your blood for me. I know it was the blood. Right. Oh, precious is that flow. We, we sing about the blood and it reaches to the highest mountain. Right. Take the blood personal. Yes, Jesus shed his blood for everybody and as many as receive him were cleansed. We received the benefit that we just read about. But I want you to take the blood personal. Here are some songs. We know this song, right? Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the land. There is power, power, wonder-working power 
the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. So now, but let's look at the lyrics. Would you be free from the burden of sin? This question is asking, do you want to be free from the burden of sin? Well, if you do, there's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. Would you over evil a victory win? Do you want to win victory over evil? Well, if you do, there's wonderful power in the blood. It's yours for the taking. We know that Jesus shed his blood and, you know, for everybody, everything. But what the Lord is ministering to me in this season is that we need to take his, his, the shedding of his blood personal, that he did it just for me. If he didn't do it for anybody else, he did it just for me. Do you want to be free from the burden of sin? Do you want to win victory over evil? There's power in the blood, and Jesus shed his blood just for you. Would you be free from your passion and pride? Do you want to be free from your passion and pride? Well, if you do, there's power in the blood. Power in the blood. So you make the choice. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There is a wonderful power in the blood. This is not just a song that we sing. And I know we sing it all through the year, but especially at Easter time, right? There's power in the blood. But the question is, I mean, this, 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 whoever, the songwriter put the responsibility on you. Do you want to be free? from your passion and pride. Take the blood personal. Jesus shed his blood just for you. And that that we just read in 1 John chapter 5, that blood cleanses us and removes us from sin and it keeps cleansing us and it puts us in position for God to forgive us our sins and to cleanse and keep cleansing us from all unrighteousness. But it's a conscious decision that you have to take, that you have to make. And if you receive it and you know that it's you, yours, God did it, Jesus did it just for you. Now, as born again believers, we have a responsibility to actively employ that blood. Lots of times we say we plead the blood, we apply the blood, but we need to understand what does the song say? The blood will never lose its power. That blood is just as potent today as it was the day that Jesus shed it. And we need to actively apply the blood. We need to take it personal. Take it personal. There's power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Would you be wider? much whiter than snow? Do you want to be pure? Do you want to be whiter than snow? There's power in the blood. Make it your own. Employ it on your behalf. Employ it on your family's behalf. Employ it. Use your authority and employ the blood of Jesus. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. We just read that in 1 John chapter 5. I mean, excuse me, 1 John chapter 1. 
sin stains are lost because God cleanses us with the blood of Jesus. Oh, there's a wonderful power in the blood and it's available to you. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. And now what can wash away my sin? When I've missed the mark, what can wash that away? Oh my goodness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For every time I miss the mark, Jesus' blood does that for me. Jesus' blood did that for me. What can make me whole again? What can make me feel right again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We just read that in 1 John chapter 1. That not only does the blood of Jesus cleanse us and remove us from the sin, but it cleanses us and removes us from the guilt. Mm. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. You need to make this the only fount you know. There's no amount of alcohol, no amount of drugs, no amount of sex, no amount of TV, no amount of shopping, no amount of anything that's going to take away the sin, the guilt, the shame, the condemnation, the anything that would come with sin. Nothing's going to take that away. No other fount will take that away. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Make Jesus through the blood the only fount you know. Jesus, you are my choice, my number one choice, my only choice by choice. You are my prize and my portion in Jesus' name. This is all my hope and peace. I mean, this is it. It's like you ever play, seen somebody playing that game Russian roulette. They take all their chips and put it on one spot. This is all my hope and peace. I'm not putting any of my chips anywhere else. Lord, I'm putting it all on you. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness. This is the only way I can be, do, and have right according to God's will. It's all on you, Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, how precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fault I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. Even if it wasn't for anybody else. If I was the only one who said yes. One day when I was lost, Jesus died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. And here's the thing. I know it was the blood for me. Yeah, I want mama to have them. Yeah, I want daddy to have them. Sister, brother, friend. I want others to have them. But I know. It was the blood for me. I have received it 
for me. I am employing it for me. I have taken his blood personal and I'm developing a personal relationship with my blood-bought covenant and my blood-bought rights and my blood-bought identity. It was my Savior's blood. It was my Savior's blood. It was my Savior's blood for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. He's my Savior. I made him my Lord, and he leads me out of every situation. He saves me. He rescues me. He keeps me. He leads me. He guides me. He instructs me. He protects me. He saves me. Every time I want to do something to miss the mark, he directs me out. Mm -mm, no, 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 no. That's not who you are. Huh. Every time I fall and do miss the mark, he says, that's all right, baby. Get back up. Here's what you do. Confess. Say what my father says about it. All right. My blood has covered it all. It was my Savior's blood for me. So I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the blood for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died upon the cross. I thank you for the blood for me. Hallelujah. So as we prepare to take this communion, and as we go into the Easter season, or the approach Resurrection Day, go into Holy Week, let us keep our mind on taking the blood of Jesus personal. Like if he didn't do it for anybody else, he did it for me. And Jesus is smiling down from heaven saying, that chick knows the benefit of my blood. Yeah, she's using it all up. She's using every benefit. I didn't do it in vain. I didn't do it for nothing. Oh, I'm not looking over there like, oh my gosh, this is so available to you. Use it, use it. I, I shed it for you, use it. No, 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 no. We want Jesus to be saying, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I did that. Yes. Have you ever prepared a meal for somebody? A nice, scrumptious, sumptuous meal? And they just ate the salad? Or they just took a breadstick and you're like, I've been slaving in that kitchen all day long and that's all you're going to eat? At least take a doggy bag. No, 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 no. They're too busy worrying about looking like a pig or too busy looking hungry because they really are hungry, but they're afraid if they eat too much, they'll give themselves away. Sometimes that's how we do with the blood of Jesus because we're caught up in our pride and we don't want to look like we need whatever it is, the forgiveness, the comfort, the provision, the whatever. No, I got it. I'm good. I'm good. But Jesus said, I, I did it for you. So we want him to be pleased. Right? So let us get our communion. And the other part I want to say about this, that I am not receiving an offering tonight. 
Tonight, it's all about remembering what Jesus did for us. And the greatest way we can appreciate what he did for us is to simply receive from him. So tonight, our offering to him is our receiving this communion. Amen. Jesus, thank you so much for the awesome sacrifice that you made. And Father, thank you so much for loving us so much that you gave, you freely gave us your only begotten Son. And now we're happy to be one of the many brethren of which he is the firstborn. But Jesus, thank you for your awesome sacrifice. Thank you for the stripes that you took on your back. Thank you that our healing, our well-being, our physical, mental, emotional well-being is all secured because of what you accomplished on our behalf. So as we receive this communion, we do it in remembrance of you. We receive the full strength of your sacrifice. We receive the full strength of your covenant. We receive the full strength of your salvation. And we thank you for healing us and healing us to the uttermost. For it is by your stripes that we are healed. So we take of the bread and we eat. And Jesus, we thank you for your the blood. The blood that you shed for us. The blood that cleanses us, that keeps us, that protects us, that washes us. The blood that gives us the right to everything that God has for us. The blood that gives us the right to eternal life. The blood that gives us the right to enjoy all of your salvation here on earth now. The blood that gives us the right to live. The blood that gives us the right to live on the same level that you desire to bless. The blood that gives us access to all that you have for us. We thank you that your blood has never lost its power, not even an ounce of it. And we receive your blood as personal, your personal sacrifice for us personally. We, we step into a greater level of awareness of your blood, a greater awareness of the privilege of your blood, of the power of your blood, of the intentionality of your blood. We step into greater awareness and we appropriate greater awareness as well. And we receive greater victories because of your blood and our greater awareness in it. In Jesus' name. So we take of the cup and we drink. I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the blood for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died upon the cross. And I thank you for the blood for me. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory.